You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents The Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time. Uh, a little bit later today because we let we let some of our West Coast guests sleep in a little bit. You know, it's early. We're up early, and uh, we thought, hey, not 7.30, we'll do 8.30. Bill Orem, he's a columnist at the Oregonian at Bill Orem on Twitter. We'll give him a follow. Uh, Bill, good morning to you. What do you make of the Blazers PDX carpet airport jerseys? So have we not seen these before? Did we see them in, like, a leaked, leaked tweet or something like that? Because I, I was pretty sure I'd seen them before the, they came across this morning. Yeah, I, I see. You know, I, I was to say I couldn't remember if we had or not. They, and leaked, I did, they leaked last year, and I didn't know if yeah. they were like a fan mock-up or something they were actually going to wear. But now that it's like definitive, they're they're dressing in, as the carpet. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like it. I mean, it's so it's so Portland, right? I mean, like <laughs> it's, it's at least from an outsider's point of view, it's like only in Portland could the um, could the ratty former carpet of the airport make its way onto onto NBA jerseys, and it's it, it, and and it, and it and it's and it's great, right? Like only here could you do that, and it would be like a, a no-brainer and a huge marketing win. So I like them. I like that they're probably you know what well, you'll see them for 10, 15, 12 games probably, and then they'll they kind of go into the museum. I think that's probably about right, but I think it's a really nice nod to the culture. I was thinking this morning though about you know I mean you know occasionally you come across somebody who says they've never been on an airplane. And I just wonder what that person thinks when they turn on Blazers game. And they see them wearing, you know, <laughs> when they see them wearing these these uniforms. Are they going to have any idea what no what the reference is? No clue. <laughs> I don't think they would. Uh, l- let me uh, kind of change the subject here and ask you because I, I I know you're Mister Reporter, great journalist. You're doing a lot of good work over there. If I could get you to put that hat down for a second and just get the human side here, Bill Oram's earliest memory or thoughts and feelings of Oregon UW growing up as an Oregonian. I will be totally honest. I was not like I wasn't a duck growing up, so I I think I had like a late um, I think I had a late arriving understanding that that was even a rivalry because I was so very much in Oregon, Oregon State growing up. I right. thought that was the only game that ever mattered. Um, you know, I, I think back to 2000 when when Oregon beat Washington um, and Washington beat Oregon State, and you know there was kind of that that three way mess at the top of the Pac-10, and, and they were all co co champions. That year, um, you know, does does strike me as, as kind of the first time I really became aware of of the uh, intensity of that game. Look at this guy admitting that the real rivalry is Oregon, Oregon State. I love him. I love him so much. Thank you for that. Uh, what do you made, Bill, of of Dan Lanning? I mean, it's just I, you know I was joking earlier on the show, like, hey, we're in this trust tree, and I'm an Oregon grad. It's like my man crush is growing every week. I never in a million years did I think we'd be here after the way things went in Atlanta and how ugly that yeah. game was. And now here we are. They they haven't lost a game since. He's playing the Washington fight song at practice to piss his players off. Like I don't know. They're throwing touchdowns to the left tackles. Like I'm I'm all in man what have you made of dan lanning and, and how he's turned this thing around after such a bad start it, it really is impressive and it's and it's and it's been fun because you know dan lanning i don't know about you guys like i mean 
you know, I watched Georgia last year the same way everyone else watched Georgia, which was sort of like, you know, the way you watch a construction site. You know, you walk past it and you see like, you see the building going up and then you go back a few weeks later and there's another floor and you're like, oh yeah, that's just what happened. You know, it, it was such a, it, they were just such a machine. So I was aware that they had a defensive coordinator named Dan Lanning. I didn't know anything about it yeah. until he got here. And he has been um, so fun to be around and get to see kind of his personality, learn about what makes him kind of thrive as a coach. You know, I think I really underestimated what he was going to bring, uh, to, you know, from the, on the offensive side of the ball. Not, you know, I mean, obviously so much of that is Kenny Dillingham, but um, in terms of mindset and, and and the way he wants his team to play, I mean, going forward on fourth downs, um, you know, and Bo Nix has even said that it was, you know, it's really a reflection of Dan's uh, intensity that, uh, or and ag- aggression that has made the Oregon offense so good. So um, that has really surprised me. And like you said, I mean, the, you know, you know it, it all kind of starts at the top, but, you know, the, the touchdown pass to an offensive lineman, Bo Nix catching a touchdown, you know, Bo's, um, you know, real versatility throwing and running the ball. Um, you know, the Ducks are, are good defensively and they're sound defensively and they're kind of getting it done on that side of the ball. But this is a year totally defined by just this explosive and really creative offense, um, and it's, it's been it's been really really fun. And I, I I just can't say that I saw that coming. No, I I don't know who saw it coming, especially after that Georgia game. Uh, you know, Oregon State's got a big one in, in, for themselves, just because you know you come off such an emotional game you were winning for most of the way and i think everybody can admit like they 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 outplayed washington in a lot of ways but washington giving them proper credit got the stops and they they drove the length of the field and they get the game winning field goal and so here oregon state sits two games away from playing oregon with the potential to go into that game uh with with nine wins kind of at the helm in the last game of the season where are you at on oregon state and kind of what this weekend is for them i i I'm a little bummed. I, I just I feel like their offense is elite, Bill, but I, I feel like they're being hindered a little bit. Like, where are you at on Oregon State right now? And coming off that Washington loss now with Cal and ASU in the next two weeks. Well, they should win both of them. But um, you know, I think if you're, I took some, I took some flack from Oregon State fans for my column off the Washington game because I said you know, I kind of played on the electrical issues and said the lights were dimming on Oregon State season a little bit. And yeah. all I mean by that is you know, some of the air is out of the balloon because it was feeling like a special, special year, right? You lose the SC, you use, you lose the Utah, you understand those. But otherwise, I mean, this Oregon State team was really taking care of business. They looked like, to me, the fifth best team in the conference. They were beating Washington. I know they were outgained by, by the Huskies, but they just looked better throughout the entire game. Um, it just felt like a game they, they should have won. It would have it would have kind of more deeply entrenched them in the top 25. It gives Oregon State something even more to hang their hat on. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they fall out. And, you know, it's a defensible loss. It's not a bad loss by any means. But I just think it took some of the air out of the balloon of what this season was becoming. So now, I mean, you know, hope you would, you would hope that they would, you know, beat Cal, beat ASU, have eight wins going into um, the rivalry game. And, you know, that's going to be electric. That's going to be a, you know, that's going to be a tough game for the Ducks. You know, I, I'm really looking forward to it. But you've got to take care of business against Cal and ASU. And the team can't feel that level of disappointment or sort of, you know, almost apathy toward the rest of the season because there was, you know, this opportunity to get to 10 wins for what it would have been the third time in, in program history, Sprague. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just you know, that, falling short of that, especially when you know you've got all these six-year guys. You've yeah. got a team that sort of has come up from – you know, kind of from the mud of the Gary Anderson era, you know, with Jonathan Smith, this really felt like the year. 
and not to, and again, it's all it's all it's all in context, and it's it's relative to you know the program we're talking about. We're not talking about like a national championship or even a Rose Bowl, but you know the year to really kind of just reestablish Oregon State as a year in year out contender, which you know they are. You know they're going to be in a bowl game again. Obviously, it just isn't what it felt like it could have and should have been. Yeah, that that's a tough part with it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.